Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 32. Thanks for joining us this week. And before we launch into today's episode, we just want to go over how we were so fortunate to have Sean Cooper on our show for episode 31. That was last week's. If you haven't had a chance to go listen to it, it's an incredible episode. Sean Cooper has done so much. He has paid off his mortgage in three years by the age of 30. Absolutely incredible and definitely worth a listen. He just has released his new book, Burn Your Mortgage, and it's available on Indigo and Amazon.ca. And we'll have the show notes, the links in the show notes for that. But we are coupling that with a book giveaway. We're giving away Sean's new book. And you can enter. All you need to do is use the hashtag Burn Your Mortgage Giveaway on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or send us an email with that in the subject line. So you don't have to have social media to enter this, but it's definitely we're excited about it because we're going to be giving away a book that we that we truly believe in. So let's launch into today's episode. So if for any of our listeners who are joining us again this week and have been with us since the beginning, you will know that we haven't done the usual intro that we always do. And there's a reason for that. And let's, let's jump into this episode. So we're, we're rebranding might be uh, a bit, bit strong of a word, but uh, our tagline used to be, Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, where we focus on your money from a Canadian perspective. So that was it. And Trevor and I were looking at it. I mean, I say it every single week and we were looking at it and we kind of stopped and we were like, is this specific enough? Is this really conveying the message that this podcast is conveying and the message we want you to receive from a podcast every week? So the one thing about the internet and podcasting in particular is it's what I, I call narrow casting as opposed to broadcasting, which is what traditional media is all about. So with narrowcasting, you really want to be specific about what it is, the message you're delivering or, or, or the audience you're trying to reach. So when Trevor and I originally started planning this podcast back in April of 2016 and eventually launched in, April, in August 2016, we spent a lot of time really trying to niche down. So Trevor, just go over the concept of niching and then niching down again. So with, with podcasting specifically, everything I read, they say you need to niche down three times. And what that means is you need to find your niche and then within that niche, find a sub-niche and then within that, another sub-niche. So we really niched down twice. So we had personal finance, which is a niche in itself and a Canadian perspective. So that's like a, a, a second niche. So we found subset in that niche of personal finance. But to really be successful, everything I've read and studied and listened to is is you need to do that three times to get to a very specific target audience. And, and I was struggling with, with that. And so we, we didn't want to delay launching the podcast. So we got rolling and we're 30, roughly 30 episodes in. And we sort of, I've been listening to our catalog of shows and, and sort of looking at all of our show notes and saying, you know, what are we really about? And, and so Courtney is going to deliver our new tagline. So our new tagline is your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. And this tagline, while it really is going to encompass our third niche down point, the evolution of the podcast we, we found has naturally followed to where this tagline is today in that, like Trevor said, we started it because we wanted to start it. And it really, as like anything, evolved by itself. And if you think of the, the guests we've had on, so we've, we've had two guests on and we've got a third one coming up that 
it hasn't been released yet. But these these people that we're, we're getting on, they are pursuing financial independence and they're doing it through lifestyle choices. And if I think of some of the previous episodes we've had, we talked about um, Victory Lap Retirement, which is really, it's it's both financial independence, you know, pursuing that and uh, lifestyle choices. Uh, we, we talked about, I mean, if I look back, we, we talked about financial compatibility, toxic relationships, uh, educating youth in personal finance. These are all lifestyle type choices leading to financial independence. So I'd really like to go in and sort of unpack this tagline and really define what each of these elements mean so our listeners will know what we're going to be delivering with this this new concept or this concept now that we've, we've come in and, and, and sort of announced it. But Trevor, before we delve into that, let's just give our listeners a little insight into how we got from August to today. So we initially started this podcast and iTunes podcast categories are a little bit narrow in that you have business and, and, and you have, you just, you have categories that really aren't as all encompassing as the material you'd like to include in your podcast. So initially it's called simple money solutions, money keywords. So we stuck it under the business and investing category, but really there, there is a lot of resources out there about what you should do with your money and, and more surface level, level things like how to invest and, 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 and what stocks you should put that money into. But we really wanted to, but before Trevor, and I know Trevor will talk, well, going to talk more about this, but before you can even get to that point, you have to focus more on the behavioral, more of the simple aspects that you think you have down, but are actually key to being able to move further in the personal finance realm. Well, you know, there's, there's no sense in, in uh, being a master investor, but you have such a, high-end lifestyle that it consumes all of your uh, profits or all of your gains you you end up just spinning your wheels and you you haven't moved forward at all toward any financial goals so I'm not I don't want to dismiss the importance of investing in the income side of the personal finance equation but I do think lifestyle and spending is hugely underrepresented in the podcast arena I, I think we really need it's a there's a void there, and not to lose sight of the Canadian aspect that we're going to be delivering. And on top of the Canadian aspect, because again, like Trevor said, that is a niche. But we've been dramatically influenced by a lot of incredible people, such as the minimalists who aren't who aren't Canadian, but are still very and very relevant to Canada as well, or or anyone for that matter. But we are the podcast has taken a very in, in the short months that it has been has been alive. We, it's taken a very organic route and in, in really in the interest that Trevor and I are passionate about. So, it, And it's made us realize that we're more of a lifestyle podcast with a money twist. And that's really what we hope our new tagline is, is going to get across to you. Because every week we preach this, that we're about looking at the mainstream and through a critical lens. We're about questioning the things we've been taught questioning the advertising and the companies and the corporate messages we're about that we're about breaking through the mainstream to get to the alternative issues that are important so trevor i'm going to read the tagline again and then let's break this down and why we think this is the direction our podcast is taking and the direction that's so natural for it to go so your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices 
So financial independence is is obviously the first term in there, and I'd really I like to break that down. So financial independence, you know, could be it's a very vague statement, but I want to give sort of my definition of w- what it is, and I really got this out of the book Victory Lacked Retirement and how they define um, financial independence. And if anyone's familiar with the blog Mr. Money Mustache, he also has a similar philosophy. So financial independence is when you have enough passive income to meet your basic survival needs. And that's going to be how you define basic survival needs is going to be different for everybody. But if you have enough passive income to, to, to meet those needs, then you are at some level financially independent, meaning you only need, you, you, you still may generate other sources of working in maybe even traditional employment income, but that is just money to add life, to, to increase your lifestyle or, or, or add luxury to your, your lifestyle. So I want to keep further unpacking that. When so you just you did say that it, it, there's going to be different financial independence for every individual, but does that mean adjusting your lifestyle to meet your income it, it, for everyone? Is it, and is that and is that a priority for everyone? Well, it really depends on how quickly or or how important it is for you to reach financial independence. It, it, you may need to ramp down your lifestyle to get there sooner. And I may say ramp down your lifestyle, ramp down what you consider your basic survival needs in terms of lifestyle. If your basic survival needs includes driving high-end vehicles and eating at high-end restaurants, if those are what you consider basic survival needs, then your financial independence is going to be a lot harder to achieve. But if you, if you truly look at your basic survival needs and say, you know, what do I need in passive income to meet these, you would, I mean... I, I highly recommend you document this on, on like a spreadsheet or something like that and, and really list all your expenses and, and what, what you truly need to survive. I'm talking food, shelter, security. I mean, if you break it down like that, the passive income needed to support that, those basic needs is remarkably low if you really look at it through those, those glasses. But that being said, this means that we have to urge our listeners to really be critical of what they're spending their money on. Trevor, so what do you say? I mean, I, I think this is an obvious question, but I'm just, I want to hear your take. Do you think everyone, is there anyone out there who doesn't want to achieve financial independence or make those sacrifices to achieve that financial independence? Or we're not, we're not condoning anyone who is, would, wouldn't trade their luxurious items for financial independence. Well, I, I think, you know, uh, life is full of choices, but I mean, if you, Everyone would value financial independence at some level just for the the peace of mind, the the release the the burden releasing the burden of stress off your life. Financial independence. I mean, if people, everybody, there's nobody who doesn't want to win the lottery. I, I would guess, and, and they don't. It's not the the money people are seeking. It's the freedom. That's what people want. The money delivers freedom. So I, I would say in recap of financial independence then that it's worth making the sacrifices for. Well, it, it is and it isn't. It, it's, it's a judgment call. Really, it is. It, like I said, it, it, everybody has, it really just, your, everyone's perspective is going to be different. If you're living a very upscale, luxurious life, your financial independence number is going to be much higher than somebody who, who's living a... A sort of a minimalist uh, 
ultra frugal lifestyle. I mean, you you don't financial independence isn't about de- reaching a level of depriving yourself of things. You have to be happy. So it, it, you you can't you can't be going into it with a, a mindset of that you've been deprived of these things because then you're not financially independent. You're you're all you're going to focus is on the things that you don't have. You mentioned making a spreadsheet of all of the all the things you spend your money on, and and really breaking it down to the to the main priorities and the main important things. What are what are some suggestions for our listeners to really be critical of of what's on that list, and to be okay with with and and just shift the mindset, I guess, from being in the deprivation mindset to the no, this is this is what I need to do. Well, you know, I'm a, so I, I talk about Mr. Money Mustache. He's got a blog. Everyone should visit it and read it. It's There's some really good things on there. We'll have the link in our show notes too. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he talks about luxury as just another form of weakness. And I'm going to say he may, he may take things to the extreme, maybe even beyond my comfort level. But I think you need to stand back and look at um, your transportation costs, meaning cars and and w- what you really need, I see a lot of trucks being driven around the town I live in like cars are driven, meaning there's nothing ever in the back of them. And I work with a bunch of people that drive trucks and they drive them just like I drive my car. There's a lot of money going into supporting the lifestyle of owning that truck. And I know these same people, they, they complain adamantly about how much they, they despise their jobs, yet they're always driving a brand new truck. So, I mean, you need to stand back and look at that lifestyle choice and say, you know, am, am I just doing this out of habit or is this a deliberate action? Trevor, that's an incredible example because with that example, I heard mindfulness in that. I heard doing things that are important for you. And we're, I, we are going to jump down to lifestyle choices in a few minutes. But I love that example because we're almost on autopilot. We talked about it way early on in Simple Money Solutions. We did an episode on the auto debt treadmill. And honestly, we can apply the treadmill analogy to life. Oh, yeah. And I mean, we're, you can go into so many angles of, of uh, what, what, how to define financial independence. It's really a personal choice. It really, it comes, it's, it's unique to each individual. Of, of what kind of life you could live and consider yourself comfortable and, and financially independent. And it really depends how, how many years you've been working. The, the more years you've worked, the more, for me anyway, the, the more years I've, I've, I work, the more focused I am on financial independence and the more sacrifices I'm willing to make to get there. When I was younger, say in my 20s, and I was working, uh, I was seeking a lot of comforts in, in life and, and some luxuries and less focus on financial independence because it was so far in the future. But part of this podcast, we're, we're trying to get to those younger listeners and say, you got to think about it now because you, you make too many, fi- you, you start stacking up financial mistakes on top of financial mistakes. And before you know it, you're, you're a decade behind. And I think through our podcast, we also do want to reach the listeners who maybe have acquired debt, who aren't sure when financial freedom is on their horizon and to really take what we're saying and make changes now to get to financial freedom sooner than you would, regardless of how much debt you have. Well, I'm just going to throw some numbers. So Mr. Money Mustache, 
I, I, this guy's a fabulous writer. Everyone should visit his blog. But he also has an incredible TED talk. I'll actually put that in the show notes too. Yeah. So uh, just as an example, he re- he he s- achieved financial independence at age thirty, and he did that by deciding he only needed twenty five thousand dollars a year to live off of, to meet his basic survival needs. And it's him, his wife, and he has one child, and they they've managed to live off of. $25,000 a year, basic survival needs. I'm not saying he doesn't spend more than that, but the, the, that is what he needs to survive. And he needed $650,000 invested in equities. If you, he, I mean, it's all on his site there. And to achieve that, and if, you, if you're familiar with the 4% rule, that, that's how much of the investment you can spend each year. And, and it sh- it, based on average market returns, it should be able to do that in forever so i mean there there's just and i'm going to call that an extreme case of financial independence um and, and it's it's not wrong I, i'm just saying that's that's a an extreme uh financial independence story and and that's not for everybody and it, it's saying that this uh, this podcast is not going to go into extreme how to how to get it financial freedom at, extremely at all we we're just wanting to propagate that there, there's so many options out there to achieve that financial freedom like this extreme example as well. So, Trevor, delve, moving through our new slogan, let's let's tackle the word deliberate. I want to talk about that word. Yeah, so deliberate is, is when you do things with intention. And we follow the minimalists. And one thing they, they say over and over is, do things intentionally. And, and I'm going to say deliberate and intentional are, are interchangeable. But when you do things deliberate, it's a conscious decision you've made. It's you're not buying that uh, high-end pickup truck because you've always had a high-end pickup truck. You're really assessing your transportation needs and buying based on that. And you're not buying the biggest house you can afford because that's what everybody does. You're really looking at your housing needs and buying a house based on on your family's needs. And so being deliberate with your lifestyle choices. So be just being deliberate in general is you, you just don't let things happen to you. You make conscious decisions and, and they may be wrong. They may be right, but at least you'll know you, they were thought out and, and deliberate. It's more of taking action of your life and, and having life, you make life happen as opposed to life happening to you. Yeah, that's a really good statement. I mean, I, that, I, I think we're all guilty at some level of, of letting life happen to us out of habit. And I mean, as humans, we are, are creatures of habit. And I'm talking, uh, we're, once a habit is ingrained in our, in our routines, it's incredibly hard to break. So by doing things deliberate, sometimes you have to break these habits. And I'm reading a book right now, and it's called The power of habit and it's by charles duhigg and it's it's actually it's an audiobook that i'm listening to right now uh available on audible and it is a uh it's it's a book about it, it just makes you think about uh the dangers of forming a habit and how hard they are to break in fact in the book it says you can't even you can't even break a habit you you have to just create a new one to replace it but that old habit could could resurface at any moment and take over. So 
habits can be dangerous and but if you form positive habits that bring positive change to your life in 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 a positive way then they're great but it it you have to be deliberate about creating those habits those positive habits the the habits that maybe you know rather than uh going to the mall when you you, you don't you know you're kind of feeling depressed go for a, a nature hike when you feel depressed i mean if you get in a habit of every time you feel depressed your trigger is to go hike in nature um that that's a, a deliberate choice it's, i mean that that's going to save you a lot of money in the long run so trevor that sounds like an amazing book and for all our listeners out there who will have the link to that our show notes with our, our audible download code and you can head there and get a 30-day free trial where you'll have you can listen to one book and again trevor this sounds like a book our our listeners would really benefit from well and it doesn't sound like a personal finance book and it's not a book about money but it is a book that will, uh, you know, if, if, if you can apply the principles of that book, it, it may change how you spend your money. And because this is our rebranding episode, that is exactly where we are heading. We are heading towards a direction that encompasses all the things you should do behaviorally wise, cognitively wise that contribute to a healthy relationship with money? Well, we say this, I say this all the time. I, 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 I don't mind repeating this because I, I think it really resonates. Is personal finance is 20% math, 80% behavior. I mean, people don't go and buy things on their credit card that they, they don't have the money for because they can't do math. They're doing it because they're motivated by maybe the wrong things. And we use the word del- making deliberate choices. So, Trevor... How can our listeners, what are the benefits for our listeners that they'll experience through being more deliberate? What if they think they're being deliberate now? You'd be surprised. I mean, I'm going to point to myself here. And so we had our, I mean, this is a very simplistic example, but we had our our challenge for the month of February, frugal February, where we weren't going to buy a coffee. Well, people stop at Tim Hortons to get a coffee on their way to work. Um, Sure, for the taste of coffee, but also out of habit. I mean, you know, you you get into a routine, and, and like I say, we are creatures of habit. We love routines. We love predictability, and grabbing that coffee every morning, boy, that's a habit. And I mean, we're talking very simplistic. It, sure, it costs you money, but uh, on a much grander scale, I mean, we we drive places we could walk. We um, we buy books at the bookstore that we could get from the library. And we do a lot of that because it's habit. It's, it's something we've been ingrained to do. Like when we need a book, we go to chapters, right? We, in a, but we, you know, maybe if you developed a habit of checking the library first, who knows, right? You may still end up buying that book because you want it as a reference book, but at least you could have checked it out of the library and said, yeah, this is a book I think I'd like to buy. It, it's just being deliberate, you know, being conscious of what you're doing and not being just on autopilot. And, and, and being on autopilot can, you, you, you know, you... You may, uh, like for instance, being, if you shop for, I'm going to say, summer clothes in the spring, or you're going to pay a premium. I mean, you're going to have a great selection. But if you get in a, in a deliberate thing as, I'm going to buy my summer clothes at the end of the season, you know, in the fall for next year. I mean, if you, get, if you, if you make that conscious decision, there's, there's money to be saved. There's opportunity. And... I have to agree with that, Trevor. With going back to Frugal Feb, I mean, 
I I actually experienced some weak moments where I didn't I didn't give in, but I realized I noticed how ingrained this habit was for me to get coffee when I wanted coffee. But by the end of the month, I was so accustomed to not buying coffee. There's a reason they say a habit takes 21 days to form, and that's why I think these uh, monthly challenges we're having this year are so beneficial. In that even now and. And I encourage our listeners, if you missed out on Frugality February, it's just pick a month and make it your Frugality February because even now I've not bought it. It's we're five days into March and I, I, I had, I don't want to buy coffee anymore. It's, it's something I spent a whole month not doing and hopefully our listeners feel the same way too from participating. But, and on the note of deliberate too, I think, I think it's not our, we have to remember that it's, we can't take all the, the blame onto ourselves for for not being deliberate every day because we are bombarded by advertisements and, and messages from corporations that are telling us otherwise. So we are on a, a, a treadmill from information from everyone else. So it, it's if we're not thinking, not being mindful 24-7, if we're not being conscious of every decision, it's not, it's, we, can't, we can't take all the blame for that. No, that's true. Uh, one of the keys to being deliberate is setting goals for yourself. And, and they, they can be like, for instance, I've set a goal for myself. I want to read it one book a month. And in doing that, I have to be very deliberate. I can't just sit down and put on Netflix and, and, and binge watch TV shows if I'm going to hit my goal of reading a nonfiction, personal finance or personal behavior improvement type of book, one, one book a month. I'm not going to hit that goal unless I'm deliberate in, in and in doing that, I've formed reading habits that I now read books in very small windows of time. Rather than searching for a three-hour window to sit down and read a book, I now have developed a habit where I can sit down and read for 10 minutes. And in doing that, I'm able to consume an, an enormous amount of reading material. And I, I'm, I've been hitting my goal for the last... I, I set this goal for myself back in um, last October... And I've been hitting, you know, I've I've knocked off a book every month since I've since I've set that goal. But one way of to to be deliberate is to set goals. And you know, and I I also have a goal of financial independence. You know, that was a goal. And sometimes these goals have to be broken down into smaller bite-sized pieces to really achieve them. But by having a goal, you you make de- deliberate decisions to achieve them. That's uh, that's phenomenally worded, Trevor, in that financial independence can seem overwhelming, but deliberation and being deliberate is the key to achieving that financial independence because it, if financial independence is overwhelming for even the best uh, personal finance savvy person. So, Trevor, let's move on to the last piece of our new slogan, lifestyle choices. What does that mean to you? So, lifestyle is really... I mean, it, it's a pretty broad topic, and I'm glad it's part of our tagline because it, it really opens up a a plethora of things we can, people we can get on the show. And for instance, we're going to have some people that have chosen a, a full-time RV lifestyle, and that's a recreational vehicle lifestyle. They live in a fifth-wheel trailer full-time, and and that's that's a, a lifestyle choice. So that's an example of a lifestyle choice. But there's things like, life, you've heard of lifestyle creep, and that's where your your lifestyle gets incrementally more and more expensive with every with with the passage of time for no particular reason other than you know you get say you get a cable tv package 
and then you have that for a year and then you, you upgrade it one, you know, one level. And then the next year you get a promotion and you upgrade it another level. And then you have a cell phone plan and you, you increase the data a little bit, you know, and then next year you, you keep running a data. So you increase your data plan a little bit. And th- this is called lifestyle creep where you just keep adding little expenses, just nibble, nibble, nibble away at your income uh, with every, with the passage of time and it did, you don't really notice it. And so that's an example where life where lifestyle creep can really destroy your financial future. Trevor, with lifestyle choices, is are we propagating a correct or an incorrect lifestyle choice for each of our listeners? Or again, with one million people, is there one million different lifestyles each listener can live? Well, your lifestyle choices should really reflect your goals and aspirations, and particularly with our podcast, how it relates to when and how you want to achieve financial independence. So by your your lifestyle choices, well, you're you know, generating your wealth and building up your, your investments and stuff, you might be living extremely frugal. And, and, and so if you do that and you build up at this huge source of uh, investment income, then maybe you can continue that frugal lifestyle into your retirement. And in doing that, you, you can retire sooner. So, or maybe you live extremely frugally while you're working, building up this huge investment income and then you can live uh, a very upscale lifestyle when you retire. I mean, but being conscious and deliberate about choosing that lifestyle ch- is really the, the, what we're, the message we're trying to send. And I think an example of, of a lifestyle choice is, is if you, you know, live and work in the city, like a big city like Toronto, and it's a very expensive place to live, but then you, you retire to a small town where the cost of living is much, much lower then that's a lifestyle choice that could you because you made that lifestyle decision you could actually afford to live or or retire sooner re- achieve financial independence sooner because you've reduced your your cost by changing where you live and i want to take what you, what what you just said and apply it to, on another another area of interest in that uh, if you've been around for a while, you'll know I'm a bit of a of a health nut. So I find the example of uh, take diet dieting. Dieting is seen to be unsuccessful because you're not making wholesale changes to your everyday actions. You're you're just you're just looking to pretend lose weight or 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 build muscle mass, and that's your goal. But it's it's not really a complete goal because it's more short term, and it's it's a little bit more of a shallower goal in that. It's 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 not rooted deep enough in deliberate changes. So if we if we apply that to personal finance and in financial freedom, just not being in debt or just just having money to spare, those are those are good goals to have. But in order to not feel deprived, in order to feel satisfied with your lifestyle, you have to make wholesale deliberate changes to the way that you think about money, the way you talk about money the way you feel about money and and the way that you use your money in your everyday life so one way to look at this is you've got motivation and discipline and motivation it comes and goes you know you could have days when you're really strong and and you're motivated and then maybe days where you're you know you're not as motivated but if you can develop discipline discipline's always going to be there you can always count on discipline Discipline will not let you down. Motivation, 
it can and it will let you down. So if that is the only thing driving you, that is, is it's not enough. You need to develop a discipline to achieve your goals. I do want to go one step further to say that numerous studies have shown that we do run out of self-discipline. We exert so much self-discipline over the course of the day from what we put on in the morning to what we eat during the day to how we spend our money. So one level deeper than self-discipline is like making a vision of, of what you want to see yourself doing and being in the future and keeping an eye out on the end goal and realizing that every action, every deliberate action taken during the course, course of every day, every week, every month, every year is getting you one step closer to achieving financial freedom and achieving the life that you hopefully want to live. The problem with long-term goals is, and I go back to my thing, is motivation is not enough for a long-term goal. You need you need to really rely on your discipline to get there. But you do need small wins along the way. You know, it, it can't be one 30-year goal that you're, you're striving for. You need uh, small wins and rewards along the way. So I, I, I think you need to be strategic. That, that's really the, the key. So in summary with... Uh, kind of our rebranding, but really what we've been propagating this whole time is that we are still keeping a personal finance focus, but we can't just talk about personal finance and say spend less. That's a band-aid solution. We are, we're digging deep down, down, down to really what is at the root, which is behavior. Well, well we're going to say, you know, spend less, but we're going to put a why behind it, right? We're going to, exactly, you know, exactly. you know, spend less, that, that gets old in a hurry, right? But, we're going to, you know, we, we're going to have guests on our show and we're going to have topics that they give you an alternative, right? Not, not some, some, another way to look at things. So Sean Cooper is a good example. We, he, he was just on last week and he, he was, his goal was to pay off his mortgage so he could live uh, a more intentional life. He wasn't going to be finding jobs that would pay his mortgage. He was going to be finding jobs that he found engaging. I mean, the, that, that was his motivation. And I think that was a, you know, that's a great reason to do that. And whether this is your first time listening to our podcast or you've been listening to us since day one, we hope that you are here because you are seeking information that goes against the, the mainstream alternative that's being propagated through uh, mainstream channels. And you're also looking to achieve financial independence like, like we promote here on the podcast. So, I, I don't want to lose sight that we, we our original tagline was uh, from a Canadian perspective. And because we're from we're Canadians, it, it is by nature going to have a Canadian perspective. But a lot of the topics and concepts we talk about are going to be universal. You know, for instance, minimalism. We, we, talk, we had a show on that. I mean, that's not Canadian Pacific. But we're not going to talk about the burden of uh, health insurance because we don't, we don't have health insurance. Like we have public health care in Canada. That's not a, an area that we're experts in or, you know, we're not going to pretend to care about that or know about that because it's, it's not something integrated in our day-to-day life. It's not a concern and I can't pretend that it is. So it will be a Canadian perspective. Um, we have a Canada pension plan here in Canada. I'm not going to pretend that doesn't exist when I'm talking about achieving financial independence. That's going to be part of my number. Part of my calculation is I know I'm going to be getting Canada Pension. And I know I'm not going to have to buy 
private health care insurance. So it, it will have a Canadian perspective because of that. But at the same time, we are still a personal finance podcast. You will be tuning in and finding out how lifestyle strategies will shape your personal finance. We are still focusing on personal finance. And, and so that's not going to change all, all the strategies. And that's the thing. A lot of general lifestyle strategies can be applied to anything, eating, health, nutrition, exercise, money. Those are kind of the core key aspects that are important for a successful life. So you can really take any of these lifestyle concepts and apply them to anything. But here at the podcast, Simple Money Solutions, we'll be applying them to personal finance. And um, and, I and, s- and really, I, w- I want to say, I think there's a void in the podcast arena for, for the, the niche that we're talking about. Um, there's like the the digging down, digging down to the root of it. Well, well, like there's, there's, um, there is podcasts out there on the investment side. There's a ton of those and there's the, uh, the minimalist. They have a podcast that we're we're big fans of, uh, but they don't really, they do talk about money sometimes, but it's really not the main focus. It's, it's not about finance. So I really think this is a unique topic or a unique niche that we're, we're in. And, and I th- that's why we're choosing it. We're thinking we can offer value here to, to listeners. And even if you are, you're sitting there listening to our podcast right now and you're like, but Trevor, but Courtney, I, I don't think financial independence is that important to me. I mean, I'll retire eventually, but I'm happy where I am. I'm content. That, that's fine. But we hope to just shed light on what could be what what could be the alternative i mean maybe you're so you're well, so ingrained in the, in the in the life you should live that society says you should live retire at 65 work a job that you don't like pay a mortgage off that you're not too happy about but that's fine if you're content living that way but we we hope to propagate an alternative where we're like no that doesn't have to be the way it is i'm hoping we get people listeners who who are not interested in financial independence not interested in early retirement and we, and we can convert them. You know, I would love to, to f- get feedback from listeners where, you know, this wasn't important to them. They are listening to our show. It became important. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us along our podcasting journey. And if this is your first episode, we are appreciating that you're here. And if you've been with us for a while, thank you for coming back. And we hope that you derive some value from today's episode. And make sure that you are entering the Sean Cooper book giveaway with the hashtag burn your mortgage giveaway. That giveaway will be at the end of the month. We'll be announcing it on our social media and our website like the last episode. Who uh, Jason from Markham was our winner for that. So congratulations. And you can enter again on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Or if you don't have social media, send us an email with the subject line burn your mortgage giveaway. And that's it from Simple Money Solutions, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. See you next week.